0: Hey guys, what is up? Caroline here with the As Always Podcast. Welcome back. This is week four, right? Isn't that crazy? This has already been going on for a month now, which is kind of insane. If you're new, again, I'm Caroline and I started this podcast not long ago at all. And this has been a really fun and interesting journey. Um, but I'm going to give you all a little recap of what we've been talking about over the past month. So, for this series, this is the Colossians 3 series. And if you didn't get to listen to the intro or if this is your first episode, basically in Colossians 3, Paul is talking to the Colossians and just telling them some aspects of a Christian. They're kind of good and bad for your faith. So each week we've been going through and talking about one aspect that is good for your faith and one aspect that's kind of bad for your faith. So I've been changing that up every week and talking about different things and these aspects. And within our faith um, are kind of a starting point for each episode. So basically we start with those aspects and kind of see where it turns into or I kind of just talk about my life experiences in those areas. So yeah, we're going to jump right in and start with this week. This week we are talking about slander and gentleness and may or may not be what you're expecting um, with this one, but it's okay. When is it ever? But um Basically, if you don't know what slander means or if you've never heard that word before, this is like a biblical and a non-biblical word that's used um, a lot. Um, I feel like slander is something very common, especially when you're, honestly, not even when you're younger your whole life, gossip's very common. But basically, the definition of slander is words damaging to someone else's reputation. So keep that in mind as we're speaking and talking about slander. That slander is just words that are being used in a negative connotation towards someone else's character. So, like I said, I feel like when someone says slander, you quickly assume gossip, and the first thing you think of is gossip. But we are going to talk about gossip a little bit, but also I want to talk about how we speak to ourselves because how we speak to others also reflects how we talk to ourselves and how we think of ourselves. So, that's super important. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with, you know, self-talk and what that looks like for me and what that can look like with slander and gentleness within ourselves. So if you think about it, you don't even have to think about that hard. Who's the one person that you spend the most time with other than like your best friend or the Lord or your family? You know, the one person you spend the most time with is yourself. You know, we are with ourselves 24-7, 365 our whole lives. You know, you're constantly thinking and you live with yourself. You are your own person. So it's super important to be aware of how you're speaking to yourself and what you're feeding into yourself, which affects just what you think and how you process, how you treat other people, things like that. So Christian or not, um, I uh, think it's important to be aware of our communities and what we're influencing ourselves with. Whether that be social media, where we work, our friends, our family, and things like that. So, I'm just going to talk about those different aspects in my life. So, if you're in the church, then you know that community is a really big word, especially I feel like in the past 10, ten years or so, community has really been emphasized. If you're not a Christian or you're not in the church, then I'm sure you just, you just think of friends and can, you may not have heard community, but you definitely know that, like, yeah, I have friends, like, I have family stuff like that but when you're starting with yourself and who you are as a person that begins with what's outside of you and what you are influenced by and who you interact with so community number one is super important because I've said this before and I think in um, episode two but Meredith and I talked about how your five closest friends are who you are the people that you surround yourself with are who you turn out to be and that is so true and i've seen that change throughout my life especially in high school i had a lot of different friend groups i never really had a solid friend group i've never had a quote-unquote best friend that i've had for years my friend group has changed over the years even since like freshman year of college last year my friend groups continually change and i've seen how that reflects and changes who i am as a person and it's kind of cool kind of scary but you just have to be aware of who you're spending your time with so kind of think about your main community unit for me the people that I spend the most time with are you know my roommate my sorority sisters my big hi Olivia Olivia is my biggest supporter and I love her so hello giving you a little shout out I spend a lot of time with my parents I know y'all probably think I don't mommy and daddy but I love y'all, and I do talk to my mom all the time. My mom's, like, one of my best friends. I spend a lot of time with my boyfriend and our mutual friends, things like that. Um, It's just people that I communicate with for the most part. And that central unit, I have to consider of how that influences me as a person. And I'm not saying that, you know, every relationship you have to have is, like, super deep and perfect And all those things, because that's not true. Of course, I have friendships that, you know, aren't as strong as others, but they're still important. Like, it's okay, like, to have surface level friendships and people you interact with, because those are still interactions and those are still friends. You don't have to be on, like, a deep, deep level with every single person you know. But it's just important to be aware of those relationships and how they affect you. So kind of think about your community unit. Who that includes? Does that include mostly friends? family, a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, your roommates, things like that, like co-workers, who does that include in your life? And then kind of think about those relationships and, you know, are you pouring into them? Or are they pouring into you? Where does the majority of the influence come from? You know, are you just friends and you don't really influence each other's lives that much? Or do you do everything together and you're basically the same person? You know, that's something really important. To think about, like how much of yourself is coming from other people. Um, this just makes me think about um high school. So when I was in high school, like I said a little bit, not literally a couple minutes ago, I had rotating friend groups constantly, and at one point in time, I had this one friend group that were all my college friends, and I would go visit them at college every single weekend. Was not making good choices. And it completely changed who I was as a person. And it's, for me at least, it's funny to look back on to see how much I have changed. Because who I am today, I would never choose to make those decisions. It honestly blows my mind. It's a little embarrassing for myself to think about who I used to be. But it is the perfect example of how who I chose to surround myself with completely changed who I was as a person. I started going to New Spring about a year ago, and I started going with my now current roommate, and she invited me first to go, and I started going to New Spring, and that's kind of what blossomed into our friendship and our roommates, and it really has changed my faith over, I started going to New Spring, and then, you know, quarantine hit, and it was hard, I know, especially if you're a Christian and you've gone to church, it's hard, like, going to church consistently, and you love church, and then you can't go anymore. And you miss that, like you miss in-person worship, you miss interacting with people. And I just missed learning, honestly. So I did a study called How to Follow Jesus through New Spring. And it. I feel like it, it was kind of gauged towards either new Christians or just like Christians who kind of feel like they're lacking and they want to learn about the Lord a little bit more. So I've grown up in the church. Um, I've considered myself a Christian my whole life, but I've never really followed the Lord super well. Of course, I'm still learning. But I did this study because I felt like even though I was surrounding myself with better people and I was just really putting an effort towards my faith and my relationship with the Lord, I just wasn't learning as much as I should have. You know, there's just so much about the Lord that I wasn't aware of. And so I did this study. And for me, it was funny because, you know, at the time I was 20 years old and in college, I was taking 18 credit hours over the summer. This is during the summer and I was taking 18 credit hours. I also had two jobs. So like I was super busy, but I also wanted to make time to do this study and read this book that we are going through. And I was 20 and then everyone else in the group was like 30 plus. I I'm I think so, I'm pretty sure. So at very different points in our lives, but we were still all going through the same study together. And it was really cool for me because You know, they mostly were talking about career-wise things when we would discuss our struggles. And I was just talking about school and friendships and relationships. So it was really different, and I felt like I was mostly going to be learning from them throughout the experience. But at the very end, um, it was kind of revealed to me that I was able to teach them a lot too from my own experience because I was at a different point in my life, and I brought up points that they wouldn't really consider just because of where they're at in their life. We're just at two totally different places. But being able to be in that community and exposing myself to people that were in a different place in life than I was, again, taught me a lot and I was able to teach them a lot. So that's also really cool to think about in community. Your community does not have to look like if you're a Christian, your community does not need to be closed off to just the church. And if you're not a Christian, your community does not need to be closed off to only your best friends. Like it's great to branch out and to meet new people and to kind of share your wisdom and pour into them and let them pour into you because that can open your eyes and reveal so many new things to yourself and that study in of itself really did open up my eyes a lot just to life in general and how I looked at life and how I looked at careers and how I wanted to what I wanted to do with my life just from listening to other people and their struggles so Again, community super important, super cool. And if that's just an area you kind of feel like you're lacking in right now or you feel like maybe you don't have a lot of friends, you don't have a strong community, you're not super close with your family members, I know that can be super hard because I've been there before. I've mentioned before I used to be like a terrible child. like I am so thankful for my parents because I was not the best and I never never had best friends until high school. like I didn't have a good solid close good friend that stayed in my life until college um and I know that can be super hard trust me I know how it feels but that just leaves room and time for you to grow on your own and with the Lord honestly I've been in a lot of areas and a lot of times of loneliness I think the Lord gives us seasons of loneliness um for a reason And I've really grown in a lot of those areas, regardless of what kind of loneliness it is. But just know that I know how you feel. It can be rough. And if you're on the other side of that, where you have a lot of people in your life and you've got a lot going on and it's super overwhelming, I have been there as well. And that's really stressful. But again, that's when you just have to put a lot of faith in the Lord, pray about it, just kind of slow down and put more of your trust in him. So we've talked about community. Now within that community, of course, our topic is slander and gentleness, of which I want to transition more into what I was going to talk about with slander. But you have this community that's super influ- influential to you and affects how you live life, how you think. Part of that community, if you're a Christian, should of course be the Lord. One of the closest relationships that you should be having is with God. Growing up, I did not Think of God as like a friend, a father figure, someone to guide me. I thought of God more of a disciplinary God and not someone I could really talk to about my problems and have a relationship with. I just saw him more of like an absentee father that would come in every so often and be like, You're sinning, you're doing this wrong. Like this is what you need to do. But that complete that has changed for me a lot recently and It's been really cool to see how my conversation with the Lord has changed, how my prayer life has changed. Even praying about little things, I thought that like God doesn't want to hear about, you know, my stupid little struggles that aren't important. You know, there's other people out there that have a harder life than I do. I don't need to talk about this, but the whole point of having a prayer life with the Lord is communication. It's a relationship. It's literally like You don't want to have a relationship where one person is constantly like pouring into you and the other one's just ignoring you and not telling you anything. That's a terrible relationship. Nobody wants to have that. Um, But this relationship that you have with the Lord is super important because it reveals a lot of truth to you. Having a relationship with the Lord does include the gospel. It does include the word. So reading your Bible, again, is very important. That's somewhere where I personally have been lacking a lot. The past couple months, I just had to open myself up more emotionally to the Lord, I feel like, and being super vulnerable and being like, this is where I'm lacking, this is where I'm struggling. And then I was like, okay, now I'm ready to learn. So that's been like a gradual pace of just like actually diving into the word, learning more, and letting God's truth fill my heart. Now, the reason that I'm talking about this is because once you know the truth of the gospel and the truth of the lord that's when you know the truth of yourself and this is when i want to bring in slander so slander again we talk about gossip constantly and when you have a good community circle in your life and you're super comfortable with everyone it's super easy to let slander into your life and talk about everyone everyone's problems to everyone else you know and your issues people especially if you have different community circles I have a lot of different communities different people um, where they don't know each other so it's super easy to talk about other people to other people is even just like to my parents which you know that's a whole other situation but you have to be aware of how you are speaking of other people and what information you're pouring into others because that is a reflection of your heart And once you have the truth of the Lord in your heart, you won't have that need to slander others. You know, you're more understanding, you're more compassionate, and you treat others differently. I used to run off of gossip, like, run off of it in high school because I had no friends. I didn't have a good friend group. I had no solid friendships, no one that really genuinely cared about me a lot to where they stayed in my life consistently. So I just, like, ran off of gossip. Like, if there's any way that I could be interacting with people, Usually that included gossip, I would do it because I just wanted that human connection and that resulted in me slandering a lot of people and it didn't hurt my heart then. But now that I'm more intertwined with the Lord and my relationship has changed and my heart has changed because of the Lord, like it hurts me to talk bad about people. You know, it's good to get advice from your friends and talk about hard situations with your friends, but you know, it changes the conversation. When you have the Lord's love first in front of your words, because you're very careful with what you say, your attempt in that conversation is different. You know, if you're struggling in a relationship or a friendship or with your family, you're you're not trying to talk bad about the person. You're trying to learn more about that situation in a way that you can change it better, if that makes sense, you know. Recently, I've had struggles with a couple different friends um, just because life is crazy and it's hard to hang out and it's hard to be a good friend right now. And it's super easy for me to be like, ugh, this person doesn't understand me. They're being so rude. I don't understand why they can't just respect me and my time. But at the same time, I have to be considerate, put the Lord's love first and be like, hey, they don't live my life. They don't know what's going on every day. I just have to communicate with them and tell them that. And of course, there's a difference between like, someone not knowing about your life, and then someone who actually does know about your life but doesn't respect it, that's a whole other conversation. But just being aware of how you speak about others and how you think is really important. And that goes straight back into what I even started with was how you speak about others reflects on how you speak about yourself. You know, if you're super critical about others, I'm sure you are super critical about yourself. If you don't speak highly of others, you're not thinking highly of yourself. That's just how that works that's how our brains work and that again has to do with the Lord so what I was talking about earlier when you are getting deeper into the gospel and deeper into the word you learn more about the Lord's truth and for me at least that meant learning more of the truth about who I am as a person and how I was created For a really long time, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I've been struggling with what I want to do after college or with my life in general because there's so many things that I would love to do but just don't have the resources to do so or I don't feel like the Lord is leading me in that way and that's been a huge struggle for me personally because I don't see the Lord's hand in my life and then I don't. I don't know. I just don't think that I'm good enough to do any of these things. I don't think I have the capabilities. I don't think that I have the gifts to do things I have passion for. But the Lord wouldn't give me those passions if it wasn't for a reason. I talked about that as well. So I'm really, it's really common for me to talk down about myself and be like, I mean, this would be great to do, but I just don't have the capabilities to do it. Like I wouldn't be able to do that. But then if I look it through a lens of the Lord and his truth, that completely changes the way that I speak to myself. And I'm like, I can do this. Like I have the capabilities to do this. It just takes some effort, some prayer, and I can take the gifts and qualities that the Lord has blessed me with. And I can do this. And of course that creates the whole conversation of like, I could do that with a million things in my life. But it just changes the way you think about yourself and how you carry yourself, how you interact with others as well. Because if you believe the truth, that what the, what the Lord says about you and that he created you for a purpose. He created you uniquely. He literally knitted you in your mother's womb, like specifically for a specific reason. If you believe that, you carry yourself and your life very differently. I know that I used to take my insecurity and take it out on others. I would see people be successful or be in good relationships or just having a good life. And I just, I really hated it. I don't like using the word hate and I try my best not to use it, but I did have a very hateful heart and I would not be happy for happy people and that was because I wasn't happy with myself. And I was talking so down on myself. But now I love to celebrate friends. I when I pray and I before I go to bed, I kind of like not really a checklist, but I typically pray pretty similarly and I always pray for friends and family um before i go to sleep i don't know it's just become a thing over the past couple months but seeing how that's changed because i used to just pray more for myself which of course is important you should be praying you know for yourself and your own struggles but i never prayed for friends and family and like their hopes and their dreams like when your heart changes because of the lord like you want to see your friends and your family succeed like that is something that brings so much joy into your life is that you love these people and seeing them like reaching their dreams and getting to do something they love brings you joy. And that is only something you can experience with a heart change. I'm no longer selfish and I'm no longer jealous of what they have because I'm just genuinely happy for them. And that's a huge weight that's been lifted off my shoulders just from trusting the Lord and knowing his intent. But if that's something you struggle with, I really recommend just praying about it and thinking about where that's coming from in your life um that kind of makes you frustrated makes you sad because i think that's super common and we just don't even think about it um but the more you talk to god the more you speak from his wisdom and kind of use his words more than your own towards others towards yourself and again super important but one thing I want us to think about real quick is where you see yourself lacking in care for yourself mentally. You know, what's one thing you kinda have been beating yourself up about recently? You know, what's a way that you haven't been gentle to yourself and you've been kind of slandering yourself recently? Um I know for me it's just that like I constantly say every day, I was like, I need to get my life together. Like I do. I was like, I'm just scraping by, I really need to get my life together you see all these people on social media, you know, having their little daily routines. They have like the perfect diet. They have life together, but really no one's life is like that. And we all know that deep down, but it's really deceiving to see on social media. So for me, at least I just constantly think I'm a mess and I'm never doing anything good enough. And that's just a conversation that needs to stop because in reality, we are all broken. We're all sinners. No one does life perfectly. You know, from the outside, it could look like somebody is doing life perfectly. And you want to be just like them. But, you know, on the inside, they could be super broken and not even aware of their sin. You know, there's just struggles we don't even know about other people. So I just try my best not to assume and try to speak more confidently of myself and be like, hey, I made this really good meal. Actually, last night, not even going to lie, I made a really bomb meal. Um, for my roommate, my big and super good, super lovely, proud of myself for that. So even just praising yourself in those little moments, so important. I mean, I'm not cocky about my cooking, but that it was good. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> Anyways, um, same thing with that, basically. I've just had to learn to be gentle with myself. And if you're hard on yourself, you're hard on others. And again, that's all it has to do um with the heart change. And I feel like when I said earlier, getting into the word, you're probably like, no, duh. You know, if you're a Christian, everyone says, read your Bible. And you're like, yeah, I know. I know I need to read my Bible. And that was me for a really long time. And I didn't understand why I was lacking so much without it. And like I said earlier, it's just because you don't know the actual truth of the Lord without it. Like, where are you going to get that from? Yes, you can go to church. But if you go to church every week, you're learning a little bit, but you're not getting the full picture. Like it's basically like reading one chapter in a book. Like, do you know how that story began or ended? Did you start in the middle of the book? Did you only read the ending? Did you only read the beginning? Because you're not going to get the full picture. You're not going to know the whole story. You're not going to know how the characters developed. Like you can say that you, for example, I know like, some people watch Harry Potter, some people don't. Same with Star Wars. It's just, you know, that's your own preference. But you can watch one Harry Potter movie and know like maybe some of the characters' names, but that doesn't mean that you know the whole series. If you watch Harry Potter, you know what I'm talking about because I'm a Harry Potter nerd. And if you say something incorrectly, I will try not to correct you from the grace of God, but I probably will. Um but you can watch like one of those movies out of the series, but you literally don't know, like if you start in the middle or even if you start like Prisoner of like you don't know where Harry came from, like his whole background. If you watched the very last movie, you're probably super confused. And you're like, why does this man not have a nose? If you don't watch Harry Potter, I'm so sorry, you don't know what I'm talking about. But if you do, you might be laughing right now. Anyways, that's just how it is when you're reading the Bible or if you're a Christian, you're just going to church. If you're just going to church, church is really important for community. But if you're not reading your Bible outside of that, you're not getting the full picture and you're not filling yourself up as much as you could be. And recognizing that in yourself can be super hard. And that was kind of humbling for me to realize, but it is true. Um, basically how I want to close this out is for each of us individually to think about where we have either slandered someone else or ourselves recently and what that looks like what are the repercussions of that like if you slandered someone to somebody else how did that other person react and how did that change the person you were talking about's reputation like how do you think that affected the way other people think of them you know that's super important but also how does that affect the way that you think of them like if you talk bad about someone that changes your viewpoint on them and that's super important to know And then where have you slandered yourself recently? How has that made you think differently of yourself? And then after you've considered that, where are areas in your life where you can begin to be more gentle with yourself and with others? You know, allow some leeway, allow some growth, being like, being aware and knowing that we're all broken, we're all sinful, and we're not going to do life perfectly. No one's going to do life perfectly. So be gentle with yourself in that sense and know there's so much room for growth and there's so much room for you to learn. And if you're not a Christian, this is still super applicable because there's still gossip, there's still hate, there's still hard things going on in the world, Christian or not. But just being aware of how you enter into those conversations and those relationships and leading with gentleness instead of slander and being more willing and open to Know the whole story and be kinder to other people. I feel like the with anger and kindness, you know, the first one I talked about, this is kind of similar, but same thing. You know, being kind instead of angry first just changes the whole outcome. And, you know, people are hard on themselves regardless if you're Christian or not. So just be gentle with yourself, love yourself a little bit more. And seriously, take a second, even write it down of what where you're struggling right now and what you could be doing different. Because being aware of it, You could not have been aware of these things before you listened today, but now you are aware and that's great. Like the first step in realizing your sin is just like coming to terms and knowing it exists, which is super important. But loved having this conversation with you guys. I'm super excited. We have one more week left in this series. Crazy. I know it's so weird, but thank you guys for chucking along with me. And for listening today, talk to you guys next week. Love you guys. And as always, I'm Caroline.